I'm Rachel, I'm the Managing Director of Ask the Chameleon and you've landed on our podcast series which is related to our Small Business 100 campaign 2018. We recorded a number of different podcasts with a range of local entrepreneurs about being different, business tips, suggestions and advice. Thanks for listening and speak soon. I'm Rachel from Ask the Chameleon and I've um, been lucky enough to be chosen as one of the Small Biz 100 for this year's Small Business Saturday campaign. Part of that, um, I said that I would um, interview some fellow business people um, so that we can shine a light on different. Delighted to be joined by Basit Siddiqui and Owen Conti from Code 56. So, welcome. Hello. Hello. So, just to kickstart us off, if you can tell us a little bit about um, your business and what you do. And as you can hear, my dog is pitter-pattering around the kitchen table <laughs> because he would like to be part of the podcast too. Oh, I can mic him up. <laughs> what do you think, Cooper? Mm, okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, after you. Oh, thanks. Cool. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Owen from Code56. And we look after technology for other businesses. Um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> So the question was, just tell us a little bit about what you do. A little bit, okay. So yeah, we look after technology for other businesses. Um, small businesses, really, based in Derby or Nottingham, that kind of area. Um, people somehow connected with the property industry who are doing a professional service themselves, really. So civil engineers, that sort of thing. Um, we've got quite a few customers in that space now, and I know we, we, we know that we can help them. Um, so that's what we look to do, is kind of keep our eye on tech so that they don't have to, and they can keep concentrating on being experts at what they do. Fab, thanks very much. And Bassett, right. what about you? Yep, so um, I'm, I feel like I need to say my name's Bassett Siddiqui again, but I've already said, you've already introduced me, haven't you? <laughs> I'll okay. do it anyway. Uh, yeah, so my name's Bassett Siddiqui. Uh, I'm the director of Siddiqui Education. I came up with the name of the business by myself. I literally took my surname and just put education <laughs> at the end of it. Um, and it's basically what it says in the box. Uh, I've been a teacher for 10 years, uh, taught in secondary schools. Uh, through Derby and Nottingham. I've also got quite a unique hook. Some of you may know me from the TV show Gogglebox on Channel 4. I'll do Is a little plug for there. Never, never heard of it. No, no, no I don't no, watch yeah. it every week. No. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah, so, so that's been going six years now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Nine o'clock, Channel 4. I'll just do a cheeky yeah. plug there. Yeah. And um, so what I've done is I've combined my experiences and the contacts that I've made in the TV industry and my educational hat and created a business and the main workshop that I'm going into schools and delivering nationwide is one called Let's Pitch It and that's where I will go into a school for a day, work with a group of kids, normally disadvantaged students, so free school meal students or collaborative out outreach students and they get into groups and pitch an idea for a TV show and throughout the day they use a number of different techniques. Uh, to try and build confidence, to collaborate, to plan research. So they're kind of learning without knowing that they're learning because it's got this TV slant to it. And ultimately, throughout the academic year, I'll go to as many schools as I go to, and then each of the schools I go to will send me their best idea for a TV show. And then I will then shortlist those to the top three. And then it's kind of like, uh, you know, an X Factor, where all the judges are looking at all these faces, deciding whose is the best one. I'm just there by myself looking at all these again, hmm, which one? And then I just uh, decide on the top three and send them over to the creator of Gogglebox, Tanya Alexander. She chooses the main one. And that school and the kids, it's usually three or four kids, will win a number of prizes. 
And one of the prizes this year, which is fantastic, is a trip to London to see the show being edited. Wow. Which is basically, I'm going to downplay it a little bit, you're just looking at someone on a computer for a while. <laughs> but it's in London and some of these kids have never been to London, so we make a day for it as well. So yeah. quite well, exciting. I think it's the experience there, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and yeah, okay, it might be somebody just chopping in and changing a, a, a film or a video. But if they've not seen that before, mm. you know, there's going to be the studio, you know, and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. So. I, I think it's the hustle and bustle of it yeah. all. And like, I, I, I've been a couple of times to London and I'm always blown away by it. But they're all like, oh, it's just another day in the office. And that, I think that's where I got the mindset to think, oh, yeah, I think kids would like really mm. enjoy this because yeah. it's very real as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm, what I'm interested to know is what, and obviously with both of the things that you do, there are clear differences in the service or the particular product, and that's why you've come up with it. But what do you think makes you different as opposed to another IT company, for example, or somebody else that works in the education sphere that has a different product that works with disadvantaged children, of which, you know, there are, mm. there are some. Okay. Um, so I think for me, um, early on in my IT career, um, I, I ended up in a position where the company I was working for sold a fraud detection program. And part of this, was, and it was a small company, at most there were 12 of us and at fewest there were like four or five of us. Um, and this, this developed into me becoming the implementation team. Um, so it was me that would sit with the business team and understand what kind of behaviours they're trying to find and then sometimes literally walking across the corridor and going to talk to the technical team about where we were going to put the solution in their network. Uh, and what that did for me was kind of put me on a path that not many IT people go on, which is one where I'm comfortable sitting and talking to business people and I'm comfortable sitting and talking to technical people mm. and kind of translating between those two things. Um, and I think that's probably my differentiator, if you like, is that... I've got the technical skill, so I know I know what I'm doing. Um, but also from the business point of view, I, I understand that my customers aren't there to buy shiny kit for me to play with, as much as I'd love that to be <laughs> the truth. Um, <clears throat> they're there to run their own business. You know, They're there to be the best mortgage broker they can be. They're there to be the best estate agent they can be. Mm -hmm. um, they appreciate that they need technology, but they're not interested in it in the same way that I am. Um, and it's about taking that pragmatic approach with technology uh, to see how we can help them achieve what it is they're trying to do. Um, it's not always going to be the case that some piece of technology can magically help you on that road, yeah. but it may be that actually by understanding where they're trying to get to, um, we make slightly different recommendations and we can explain why that is. Because if you're trying to increase staff numbers, for example, there are certain things you don't want to be doing with your technology because it will either cost more or be a lot more difficult to add people to it. Um, and things like that, you know, how you can leverage the cloud and all these other buzzwords in, in technology. So you sort of demystify it for them, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and try and always keep in the back of my head that they're trying to run a business too, you know, and, and first-hand experience of that now. <laughs> um, so I understand some of those challenges, um, especially, you know, the, the young company challenges, absolutely get it. Um, and I appreciate that not everybody's got thousands and thousands of pounds to throw at their tech. Um, you know, there's customers that we've helped with, you know, I think all told it was about £2,000 invoice, but it's helped them quite significantly because they've moved from having 
a whiteboard where they do their scheduling to an inter interactive board um, that's effectively just a big TV mm. connected up to a PC so that his kitchen staff know what they're doing, when they're doing it, and can relay back to him when things have been finished. Right. So the, the two teams can interact with each other wherever you know the boss happens to be. Mm. Um, and that, that was quite a big win for me, you know, seeing them jump from the business being on a USB stick to actually having backups and stuff like that. It's like, right, okay, we're not totally screwed if something goes wrong with that one laptop anymore. Um, and yeah, and just helping them be a bit more dynamic if that's what they want to do. Okay. What about you, Bastard? Um, so I think it, although we do very different things, I can see a lot of what uh, Owen was talking about and relate to that as well. I think having worked in the education industry for 10 years, I'd obviously learnt techniques to be a good classroom practitioner. Um, so I'm absolutely fine in any circumstance dealing with any type of student and trying to motivate them and get the best out of them, which is always important and what you'd expect from your teachers as well. But I also empathise with the business of a school as well. And I think that that's been really important when meeting, meeting up with schools and saying, look guys, I know where you're coming from with regards to what pressures you have. And I think they've really appreciated that. And on the back of that, that's led to referrals and then repeat referrals as well, which has been really important for me. Um, the major USP that I have, though, is obviously I am someone who's on TV. Now, the show in itself is a guy sitting there watching TV. And I assure them straight away, I don't just spend my time watching TV. I mean, it's pretty much 70% of what I do. But there is... It's, I think the, it's the contacts that I've made in that as well because the way that Gogglebox works, there's like a little mini studio that comes every week and you get to talking to the sound technicians, you get talking to the camera guys, the producers, and then obviously because we've been on it for so long, we've struck up friendship with people who were originally researchers who were the guys who were letting, sitting there typing notes. And that's what they'd uh, do in other, in other jobs. For example, Big Brother, if you're sitting there, you're typing your notes on what people have said, highlighting key bits that are said there. And then they get promoted to a producer of the show, so a show producer, and then they get promoted to an edit producer. So there's a nice long line of experiences there that I can have words with them, conversations with them, podcasts like this, and kind of tap into that. Mm. And from that, create a resource that few people can really tap into and translate it in a way that kids will understand it as well. And going back to what you said, I think it's so important to know who your customer is and being able to empathise with them and knowing that it's not all about selling them bells and whistles and everything. It's a case of really understanding what they want and seeing it from their point of view. Yeah. I think it's so important. Um, but yeah. I think for a lot of business people, you know, they identify something from their experiences of, well, I can do that better than who I'm working for at the moment or, you know, my, <laughs> my, I can use something for good here and make it into something that... You know, there can be so many negative things said about television, but actually to flip it around and use Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. And also the careers that are available but that, that kids just would never even think of. No. Um, but I think you, you do need to know who your customer are. I found that one of the most challenging things ever when I was setting up my company because I could write for anybody as a bid writer. Um, <coughs> and a lot of people were saying, well, who is it then? So that they could give me referrals yeah. or help me out. And it was Absolutely. like, I don't, I don't know, because yeah. my business happened very organically by accident. Um, so that's always been the thing that I've, that I've struggled with. And here we are sitting at my kitchen table, and that's where it started. 
and continues to run from there. I think going back to your point there, you know, if you rewound the clock and asked me a year ago what my target market was, it would have been a lot more vague and not as, as kind of pointed. Um, and that just comes through, you know, continuous improvement. Mm. And, and that's something that's big on my mind at the minute is, you know, okay, today's better than yesterday, tomorrow's gonna be better than today. And, you know, sometimes it's about little steps, sometimes you can make a big giant leap. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And it's, a, it's about taking time to look back and say, right, okay, you know, I can talk about the property industry because I, I took that look at the, the list of customers that we've um, helped over the last two years. And it was like, okay, there is a pattern here. Um, it's not that I've from day one known that I was going to be any good to pro- the property industry. It just so happens that the people that we deal with who keep coming back to us are already connected there. Um, yeah. And I, I guess through through my experience with banks and things, with the fraud stuff that we did, that I did, um, it's kind of a nice fit. I get some of the challenges already. From a technical point of view, I'll be honest, the, the technical requirements aren't anything special. Mm. Um, it just so happens that we found a niche so I can really pinpoint on that and yeah we'll help any other business out there that wants help we're not going to turn them away mm. but what we can go out and say we're looking for is very specific so like you say it helps with referrals and repeat recommendations and things like that I think that helps with the control sometimes I don't know whether sometimes I feel that um, because my business has happened so organically that you know it could all end tomorrow because I haven't been focused I'm not proactively targeting things so and so sometimes you you think, well, I, I, I must clearly set everything out. I must have a business plan and I must follow it rigidly. Mm. Um, and equally, when I'm doing some coaching with, with students, yes, that is, it should be a guide. It shouldn't be your ultimate plan. And if you go off plan, that's sometimes when the best ideas happen. Mm. Um, and, you know, certain people will need a very clear direction to go in. I quite like being a bit maverick every now and again and just seeing Absolutely. what happens. Yeah. But, but I also know that that does cause me to wake up in the middle of the night and, and worry about where the next pipelines come in. So I think if you can find the balance between, between that of some organic referrals that just come through and then specifically targeting certain sectors, yeah. then you can feel that you're sort of covering all bases, really. Yeah, I think I, I, think I suffer from the same sort of thing where I get in my head too much. Um, and it's just through having chats with people that go, you need to get out of your head so much that that does help. And they wind you back in. You know, I talk about continuous improvement, but I get sucked into that same thing myself. Like my marketing strategy is not that good. It's not that detailed. I don't really know what I'm doing. I've not made the most of this or that or whatever. Um, but then and sometimes you just need to wind yourself back and go, mm-hmm. right, okay, actually, yeah. When When you're the boss, when you're doing everything, there's a lot to get done. Um, you know, there's always stuff on my to-do list. Mm. There will forever be things on my to-do list um, or a list of things that need to be done, I should say. <laughs> it's not a to-do list. It's just a task list. But um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's perhaps something that people don't talk about a lot. Um, and maybe they should. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, when you are everything to your business... As, as we are, mm. you can get quite overwhelmed with, with it. And when you then look at other businesses, either one-person bands or a little bit bigger, 
you can get this impression that, oh my God, look how much they're doing and it's so amazing and they're tweeting every two minutes and, you know, and everything looks amazing. But I think we're all like swans. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's why going to business networks and, and you know, having coaches or, whether, or just being honest. Yeah, sometimes this stuff is really hard and it makes you question why you do it. But then you remember why you do it because you love it. And, and like you were saying, Bassett, you know, being in control of everything now. Yeah. Is very exciting. It's very liberating, it really is. And for someone who, because obviously my business is very young, it started in January, I left teaching in December. Mm. And for me to say now, I, I like to this day, I would never look back because of the fact that there is that freedom to try different things. And don't get me wrong, I have those moments quite often where it's like, oh my God, what have I done? How, how have I let this happen? But at the same time, I love the fact that you, your business happened organically. And I think for all of us, we've all had experience of working for someone, yeah. reaching a point where we're confident in ourselves, going, you know what, I've got something to offer here where I don't need to be taking orders from anyone else, which is fantastic. And I don't know whether I respect people or whether I think that they're crazy for those who just have a plan with not much experience in that industry and just go, go for it. And I think that, is that bravery or is that like kind of, craziness as well it's each to their own I guess because some will make an amazing success of that but I think the fact that you've got your key demographic your organic side the way I look at it is I've got what I do the let's pitch it workshop that is kind of running itself not completely steadily but it's enough to that I know that it's looking after itself yeah. and it's affording me opportunities to try other things like I think you were there when I did uh, sorry Owen I think you were there when I was at Derby Uni yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. stood in front of the lecture hall. Yep. First time I ever stood in front of a lecture hall and, and oh, wow. done that, cool. and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it yeah. and try it because I've, I've got to give this kind of stuff a go. And yeah. I absolutely loved it. And I love the fact that I've got the freedom to do that kind of stuff now as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... I think you're right. It is... Everybody's path is their own. Mm. And when you look at how other people do it, it's a, t it's a case of taking a view of it and thinking, does that work for me? Do I need to modify it? You know, you, you adapt and emulate those that you admire. Um, if that's not what you want to do, then don't do it and don't, mm. don't waste time thinking, oh, well, then that can't be the right way. Why, you know, there isn't a defined path. I never intended to be self-employed. <laughs> My whole family are. But look what's happened. And perhaps it was because I never intended it that it, it, it made sense to be that eventually. And also, I have a very demanding Cocker Spaniel um, who is intent on being part of the conversation. Um, but what does it matter? I, I love doing the things that I do. Um, and I, I grew mine by teaching at the university at the same time to sort of, because my, my view to risk was like, oh my God, I need to still be employed somewhere. Yeah. What happens if I can't pay the bills? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you just get a bit more robust as time goes on. Each time something happens, you grow and learn. And, mm -hmm. I, and I like to try new things. So I like that little bit of fear, but it's just what your, what your view and what your capacity is for that. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think we've all got different definitions of what success is. <clears throat> and I think it's absolutely okay that your definition and my definition aren't the same. Yeah. Um, perfect, that's fine. You know, um, and coming back to what you were talking about then, was um, I got asked at an event recently what my key to success was. And this was after chatting with a guy and telling him that, you know, we're looking at our second birthday. Yeah. Um, and, and he was like, so what's your key to success? And I was like, I don't feel successful. <laughs> but then looking back on that, 
it kind of got me thinking and I was like, well, okay, actually, I think, I think my one rule, if I was to have one, is hang out with people that inspire you yeah. and be somebody that they want to hang out with. Mm. Because if you do that, those people will change. Mm. <clears throat> you know, you'll look up to, you know, other different people along the way mm. and that's okay. You know, just don't be a dick about it. <laughs> um, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> um, you know, but but if you're constantly hanging out with people that inspire you, what's what's the worst thing that you're going to do? Pick up their bad habits. Yeah. You, you know, you're going to pick up things, the way they experience stuff. And if you can be somebody that they want to be around as well, then it's a two-way thing. So it's not all take, take, take. No, and course. I think it boils down to just be helpful. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, that blew me away. That one. What's your key to success? Come on. I know, and it's when people say, when you say, oh, I'm a, uh, I run my own business, they're always like, oh, wow. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> because you forget, you yeah. know. Um, it's like when I work, used to work for a charity for disabled people, and I used to show them around. We had an independent living centre, and you'd be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And you'd like, yeah, it is. Because over time, your senses become numb to it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think it's, it's really important to enter things like the small business 100 and be part of Small Business Saturday because everybody should be exceptionally proud of what it is they do day in day out because you know life can be short you should enjoy and you spend a long time at work whether it's your own company or not and I think you should be really happy in it but I know that I can say that now because I've had a 20 odd year career doing other things mm -hmm. and I think for some of the students that I meet now they're frightened that they have to get it right from the beginning when we all know the mistakes are where you learn the most oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we, sh we should be proud of what we do and we should celebrate that um, and, and also enjoy the fact that we all do it differently and, and one size doesn't fit all. Mm. Um, and just because we are smaller or we work from the kitchen or we go up and down the country, you know, doesn't mean that you're not an entrepreneur, not a business in that regard and, and don't contribute a great amount to the local economy. Thanks for listening. For more information about Ask the Chameleon, please visit our website www.askthechameleon.co.uk and for information about Small Business Saturday locally, we're running an event through Derby Hub and the University of Derby on the 1st of December from 10 till 12 noon. Free tickets are available from Derby Hub's website www.derbyhub.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye.